0: Austin Stanley, Buck Rising, Luke Warsham, all of A to Z Sports. We have gathered here today to give (laughs) our 53-man roster predictions for the Tennessee Titans as they enter the final preseason game. Roster cuts happen Tuesday afternoon. The Titans have just reactivated Anthony Rush from the COVID list, so that's at least good news And the fact that players who went on the list earlier this week are starting to come off of the list. Uh, so that's good news for everybody. But how will the COVID list impact our roster predictions? I find that uh, intriguing as we approach cutdown day on Tuesday afternoon. So what we've done today is Buck, Luke, and I have our 53-man rosters. I have split them up into three categories. I have the easy positions, the offensive skill positions, and then the rest of the defense. Okay, so we're going to go through the easy positions, then we'll get to the, the, the wide receivers that I'm sure everybody is thrilled to discuss here. And then we'll round out the defense. Then we'll recap some. I have some recap questions like who was the hardest to cut? Who were the last few guys that you were questionable about that made your roster? And then uh, we'll all play a game and find out where do we think will be the most incorrect. So that'll be fun. Buck, how has your day started and how has your day gone? I know you've had a busy day out on the golf course uh, as you're wearing your flamingos this afternoon.
1: Uh, so far, so good. Uh, we get closer and closer to actual regular season football and meaning no offense to the guys who will play out there on Saturday. But I'm very happy to see the vast majority of them go because that means that we're closer to regular season football. I, it's been a it's been a rotating cast of characters of positions like tight end and safety. And certainly they do have some interesting decisions to make that to make that will be impacted by the guys on the COVID list right now, but certainly good sign to see Anthony Rush activated off the COVID reserve list today. So one down, six to go, and two coaches, if <laughs> yeah. so, you know, count <laughs> it. Yep. We still have no idea who the hell's going to coach the game on Saturday. Tuesday. Sure,
0: sure. Uh, and Buck, I think we found the new new nickname for Luke. He's Mr. 3.9, because Luke was uh, bragging about his 3.9 GPA uh, in our text <laughs> messages uh, earlier in the day. So Mr. 3.9, how has your Friday gone so uh, and we haven't seen you in a while. You've been traveling all over the place the last week or so, Yeah, uh, I've, but I've glad been, to have you on here.
2: I've been like MIA this last I did go on the top on, on Wednesday, but I I couldn't go to practice this week because I hadn't been COVID tested. Well, I had been tested, but I didn't have the results. Now I have the results. Spoiler, I don't have COVID, so I get to go to the game tomorrow, which I'm very excited for. But no, to, to give you an idea of what the Titans are going through on Tuesday, which is when they have to cut down, and Buck, you'll be with me on this. The first regular season practice of the year is always shocking because we've been used to seeing 90, 85, 80 people out there. And then in one foul swoop, you're out there and it's 53. And you're like, where are all the people go? <laughs> and, and a lot of people are going to lose jobs. And, and as I'm sure we'll talk about throughout, because the Titans are in a good position, a lot of good players are going to lose jobs and probably get them from other teams.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. So let's go ahead and get through it. Uh, we will get to it right now. We're going to start with the easy positions, but this Titans roster special of the th- of the 53-man roster is presented by Gabby Insurance. Put your policy to the test. Get a better insurance. It's free to check. There's no obligations. All you got to do is go to Gabby.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Gabby.com, G-A-B-I.com slash A-T-O-Z uh, to check your insurance policy to put that to the test, get a better insurance with Gabby. So we start this off, guys, with the easy positions. The easy positions, in my opinion, are the O-line, tight end, inside linebacker, cornerback, and the specialist group. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that, but I feel like for the most part, those positions are fairly simple. Luke, I'll let you start. Who do you have making the 53-man roster with the offensive line?
2: O-line, I have nine. LaJuan Saffold, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, Dylan Radins, Kendall Lamb, Ty Sembrilo, Big Quest, David Quesenberry, and Aaron Brewer, who came off of the pup list yesterday. Or maybe, yeah, yesterday.
0: Buck, uh, what do you what do you think about Luke's nine?
1: I mean, I think it's the only nine because the rest of them stink, as has been proven <laughs> yeah. you know, throughout the course of the preseason. You know, again, respectfully, like that's just the only decision that they can make. Now they're hoping – that Dylan Radens can be more of a productive depth, depth guy at either tackle or guard, given that he's seen reps at both. But at this point, there's just there's just not enough quality depth to justify any of the other players. I mean, Daniel Munyer, his backup center, has been a disaster. I'm still trying to figure out who the hell Ross Reynolds is, even after his mother <laughs> approached me and Teron Davenport at an Atlanta preseason game, but such is life. This is probably their thinnest position, but something that is uh, something that's going to be critical to their success because we saw how much worse the Titans' offense got on third and six plus once Taylor Lewan wasn't a part of the picture anymore. They can't afford injuries at
2: that position this year. Now, yeah, no not, doubt. Not,
0: and Ross nine, has been cut. By the
2: way, nine sounds like a lot. Do you think there's any chance they go eight and put Quest on the practice squad? <sighs> no, I don't think they. I don't think they would limit themselves that way. It's. I don't you know, either. The but...
1: squad. The practice squad is is super flexible this year as it was last year because of the constraints that COVID-19 is going to put on these teams. But I just think for the purposes of having those guys active and available and a part of practice, because that's the biggest part, those guys participate in practice. The practice squad guys are left off in a corner basically elsewhere until such time as they need to break glass and bring them out.
0: Yeah. So I've got the same nine as both of you do. I think it's fairly obvious. That's why it was the first position we we're going to do. Uh, but I do think very, you know, I feel pretty solid about that nine. Uh, right tackles, obviously a concern. We'll have to figure that out. All right. So let's move on from the O-line and let's go to the tight end position. Uh, Buck, I'll let you start here. How many tight ends and who of the tight ends do the Titans keep next week?
1: So four tight ends, Uh starter, of course, being Jeff Swaim, because of course, we all know that time spent on the bike the past four weeks has prepared him for a starting role in the Titans offense, or is the depth chart lying to me, perhaps, who knows? But Anthony or Jeff Swaim, Luke Stocker, Tommy Hudson, I think that Briley Moore probably would have made the roster had he not torn his ACL in literally, I think, the second day of camp out there. Um, Jared Pinkney has been extremely disappointing. Miller Forrestal is exceedingly slow. I think that you could probably – if if they're going to get creative with the numbers anywhere, I, th- I could potentially see them keeping three tight ends and kind of using somebody like Tory Carter, the fullback, in a different kind of a role. He's certainly somebody who has displayed the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, and if they need an extra wide receiver because they're trying to justify both draft picks making it, this is a place that they could get creative with the math.
2: Ditto.
0: That's good breakdown. So you got the same for Luke? Yeah. Yeah, same here. And so if they did just keep – Three, is it Stalker or Hudson that gets cut? Luke, uh, what do you think about that one? Probably
2: Stalker. They seem to really like Tommy Hudson, and I think he has more pass game versatility than Stalker.
0: And I think if you cut Stalker, he just goes back and hangs out uh, in town at his house and sits on the couch. And if you need him after an injury, you can call him back and he'll be right there, right? That's kind of the thought. Uh, for my end of things
1: unless such time as you need a fourth and two carry and then you do not call. <laughs> well he said he's, he said he's gonna call a big time out
2: if that happens again
0: <laughs> okay. all right inside linebacker now i think this is per- fairly simple i just have the titans keeping four inside linebackers and really it's it's just uh the it's Rashawn evans jam brown david long junior who's at a really good camp and then third round rookie Monty Rice I mean is that what you guys see Buck as just four inside linebackers here
1: I think they could go five just because they like Nick DeZubnar as a special teams player the other guys really don't play special teams like Monty Rice the, the way that they've traditionally done it is they have kept four inside linebackers but one guy serves as the backup on defense and the other dude is of course special team or kind of the way that they did it with Will Compton and Darren Bates for the past couple of seasons. I think that Nick Dezubnar, you know, he played he played some defense in that playoff game against the Ravens and did well, really, And yeah, he was he was productive. In fact, that's probably the defense's best outing at all the games that they played last season. So I think he could be a, a a sneaky candidate in there to make the roster and make it five. I don't think that they would cut anybody for Nick Dezubnar. I just think they may keep an odd inside linebacker
0: so so what do you have do you have uh, on your 53 do you have Zudnar on there
2: I do have him on there
0: all right Luke what about you
2: I have four of the same four that you do but I was sitting there thinking there's probably a chance they keep five in the position I think it could potentially come at the expense of is the defensive line which we'll get into momentarily but I just don't know. And I think they have, like, we keep looking at this roster and saying, well, that guy's really good at special teams. That guy's really good at special teams. Like, at a certain point, you can only have 11 people on special teams. Like, you can't keep justifying keeping people for special teams when you have versatile players elsewhere. So, you sure I think, as hell you, can. If you've been as bad at special teams as this team has been over the <laughs> kind of past couple of years, you sure as hell can. Yeah. But the things on special teams that they've been bad at, I don't know that Dezubnar is solving. I think they've been bad at like punting the ball and protecting Brett Kern, not like covering punts, which I think is like. And Dezubnar was part of the problems last year. I, I no, just David think Long
1: for, was the problem last year. David Long was the one who was exposed several times on those blocking schemes. Why Mike Brabel was up his ass for the better parts of a season.
2: Well, so. Uh, this is a the a position that we're going to talk about later do you want me to jump in just mention one name austin uh, from another position
0: uh the, we'll we'll move past the special teams okay. conversation we'll come okay. back to it i'm sure but uh so but okay so we've gone through outside linebacker tight or i'm sorry offensive line tight end in. inside linebacker we do have some discrepancy there buck has them keeping five luke and i have them keeping four at cornerback i have the titans In a fairly obvious top six corner. Yeah. Jack, Jack Rabbit, Fulton, Farley, Molden, Chris Jackson, Breon Borders. Does anybody disagree with those six? I don't think there's an obvious seventh. I think there's a fairly decent drop off after Chris Jackson, Breon Borders, and the draft picks to the seventh guy on this roster.
1: Yeah, no dissension for me. This is where I got my extra inside linebacker. I have Breon Borders off and them keeping five.
0: Ooh. Wow, because Breon's wow. been pretty good. He's locked down those Borders this this training camp. Borders course. have been
1: closed during training camp. Yeah, well, he's slow on the field when he's playing players that aren't, aren't playing for the Titans, and I think Chris Jackson is somebody who was supposed to start in the nickel, and fortunately for all of us who watched that preseason game on Saturday, he didn't because that's how we got the Elijah Molden experience for basically four
0: quarters. Okay, so I will say Borders is my sixth guy. I think Chris Jackson's safer than he is, but I do so, think yeah. Breon makes this team, Luke.
2: I'm with you there. I think you need six corners because if you have five and one goes down, it, I think you get into some tricky situations and don't have enough reserves. And Breon Borders is a, is a good player. He does have limitations in, in long areas, but I think if you keep him in a short area, such as the red zone or against a receiver, that's not as much of a speed threat. I think he has some value. And as Mike Keith always likes to say, you can never have too many cornerbacks, yeah. And I agree. Cornerback and right. pass rusher can never have too many. All
0: right, so, so far, Luke and I have the exact same roster. Buck has uh, one less corner and then one extra inside linebacker with Nick DeZubner for Breon Borders. Uh, not necessarily a one-for-one trade, but that's kind of how it's stacked up. The last of the easy positions, guys, are the specialists. I don't think we have to spend much time at all on this. Brett Kern, Sam Thicken, Morgan Cox, one, two, three, easy does it. And you feel pretty confident with what Sam Thicken's done over the last couple of weeks after tucker McCain got hurt now he's actually Luke, he went he went 100 percent in yeah, practice I, so now I, he can feel better about that.
2: i was gonna say i i've said very consistently both um, on the record and off the record that i would give ficken my seal of approval if he could have a day in practice where he made all of his kicks and he finally did that on thursday going i believe it was either eight for eight or nine for nine uh so so he gets the check mark in my book i don't think there's Guskowski danger anymore i think he's uh He's going to be the guy on September twelfth. Who are you yeah. talking to off the record about the kicker that Sam? Fickin, Man, all of his, all of his friends. Well, he just texting. off the record. What I meant by that was like not on a podcast. I don't know. This like is this is undisclosed
1: secret. information that Luke Worsham was brought to the table. <laughs> this is off the record, back secret stuff. The Luke. No, I mean, listen, <laughs> deep He, he deep secrets him.
2: about the kickers.
1: Sam Ficken basically pooped himself on the field on Tuesday, so it's good that he rebounded on Thursday. You got had guys like Taylor Lewan chirping at him during yeah. those special teams practices because he looked a bit shaky. Now, really the only day that he's looked shaky. And, in fact, he's brought up the level of competition with Tucker McCann while Tucker McCann was on the roster. I thought we saw a better version of him once Sam Ficken was swapped in for Blake Hallbill. But, yeah, this is his job to lose until such time as he poops himself in a regular season game like he did and, on Tuesday.
2: And how short is his leash, Buck, if that happens?
1: um, That's a good question because – Vrabel clearly doesn't care about field goal kicking. <laughs> Nor does John Robinson. No, no, that's fair. Uh and that's that's a sentiment that's been you want to talk about you want to talk about off well I won't say off the record I'll say on background conversations that I've had with people in the facility there are plenty of people in that building who feel like John Robinson and Mike Grable don't give a damn about kicking. So
0: yeah, well. I I think Sam Ficken's been plenty fine i think he's been better than what they had two years ago and he was better than hurt goskowski all right guys we have gone through the in the easy positions now we're about to break down the spicy ones the quarterback the running back and the wide receiver COVID list has impacted these positions and then the wide receiver group has been the most competitive most talked about position group of all of titan's training camp so we'll get to those three positions quarterback running back and wide receiver here momentarily, Uh, but this is brought to you by Gabby Insurance, and there are hundreds of companies out there claiming to compare home and auto insurance rates, but there's only one who actually does it. Get a better insurance with Gabby, and I know it. I literally did it earlier this week. Gabby is the one true comparison platform with fast, verifiable quotes, and they're actual quotes, not just ballpark guesses. So I went on there, I used my current policy to find a better policy, compare your current coverage with, with 40 of the top insurance providers, like Nationwide, Travelers, Allstate, State Farm, Progressive, all of them. It's super easy, super fast, takes five minutes or so, and you get a list of all these com- comparable offers for your insurance policies. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average, and they never sell your information. So don't worry about those spams or robocalls. Put your policy to the test to get a better insurance with Gabby. It's risk. It's, it's free to check. There's no obligations. Go to Gabby.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Gabby.com, G-A-B-I.com slash A-T-O-Z for Gabby insurance. So, guys, let's get to it. Quarterback position. <sighs> Quarterback position. Ryan Tannehill's on the COVID list. I-, I talked about this this morning on a morning show, and I don't know if either of you have heard my thoughts on this. If Ryan Tannehill's on the COVID list beyond Tuesday afternoon, can the Titans keep both Barkley and Woodside and avoid the first round of waiver wire and then add T- Tannehill back to the roster after he clears the COVID list? Then they might be able to cut one of the QBs and safely stash them on the practice squad. I think that's a scenario that could happen because of what COVID's doing right now.
1: Yeah, and in fact, Luke Worsham would end up being uh, wrong because they would have kept both of them as opposed to barkley Overwood side, and they would have to eat it for all of the chirping that I heard during that Tampa Bay game sitting in the press house. Not just me, everybody within the sound of Luke Worsham's voice. When he gets excited, literally everybody. <laughs> all right, yeah, so when, now- I, when,
2: I, when I get excited, and as a lot of you watching realize when I filled in on the morning show for two weeks, the octave of my voice, which is typically – not like manly deep, but you know, not You're very high. My octave goes up a lot when I get really excited. And it was, it was going up a lot during that preseason game.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's act like Ryan Tannehill is back on the roster off the COVID list before cutdowns. But okay. what do they do? Who are the quarterbacks?
1: Uh, I think they keep two. And I think that uh, Matt Barkley is best equipped to be the backup. Oh. No
2: way. Point.
1: That's right. Wow. That's right. Luke.
0: So, I'm guessing Luke goes with Tannehill and Matt Barkley.
2: Yeah. I can't believe Buck finally, ca- finally came around on that. It's, it's not
1: me coming around. It's them coming around because it's my understanding no. that prior. Wait, okay, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You've got the inside knowledge. I'm <laughs> just saying that based on my understanding, they trust Logan Woodside more. But they do believe, Matt Barkley, as Luke Worsham has, and as everybody sitting up press row watched on Saturday, they believe him to be physically superior. Now, Deshaun Kaiser was physically superior to Logan Woodside, and he outlasted him. We have seen this happen time and time again with Logan Woodside. But he, the thing, I really do think it's going to come down to how they handle their reps on Saturday. It is mm-hmm. of note that Matt Barkley is starting on Saturday. They could have kept things status quo if they felt like it was status quo, but in fact it's not. So there is an ability for Matt Barkley to pull ahead if if he does not perform well in the reps that he gets. I think it's still very much Logan Woodside's job, but there is is starting to be momentum in the way that Luke Worsham, he can take credit for starting this movement (laughs) if he so chooses, but the belief is that Matt Barkley may be able to give them a little
2: more Outside of Logan Woodside's institutional knowledge,
0: well, yeah, and, Luke and what's, was your first, right? Yeah, Luke what's the su- first?
2: What surprised me is, you know, even during that first preseason game when I got laughed off Twitter for saying that I thought Barkley was better, I still was firmly like you all believing, but there's no chance. Like they love Woodside, but I think what what they clearly see and and like you said, Buck, their actions and how they've managed the wraps have have shown is that. You know, they're both not flawless. Yes, Logan Woodside's not gonna make a mistake, but he's so afraid of making a mistake that he might not ever move the ball forward. I'm not talking about throwing the ball deep, like move it forward, you know, seven yards. Whereas Barkley's gonna make some mistakes, but like we saw with that touchdown to Kinsey, he's also gonna make some big time throws. And if you're looking someone to steal a game, should Ryan Tannehill go down for you know a game or two or three. I think Barkley is better equipped to be that guy. I think they're starting to see that clearly. Uh, But I do agree. I do have on my 53 it being Tannehill and Barkley. But I do agree that uh, the final sort of duel for this will be Saturday at Nissan Stadium. And
1: just to that point, because I see a lot of people in the comments like, uh, let's, let's see, Ed Rogers on Facebook Live saying, what's the downside of Woodside? Well, the downside of Woodside is just what Lucas has put out there. It's that they, it, it is Marcus Mariota-esque in the way that the offense gets constipated when he's out on the field. The defense doesn't fear him as a downfield threat, so they'll cheat up and they'll be able to snuff out the run and things become problematic like they did in 2019 at the early part of the season. But this is a defensive head coach that we're dealing with in a league where Aaron Rodgers is routinely throwing under 10 interceptions on a season. Defensive head coaches fear more than anything the turnover, and Matt Barkley is far more of a risk.
0: Yep, for sure. But I I guess it's kind of crazy that all three of us have Matt Barkley as the second quarterback behind Ryan Tannehill. So we'll see what happens with Tannehill on the COVID list, but I did not expect us to all three have Matt Barkley. All right, running back. Luke, I'll let you start this one. How many running backs and who are they? Four running backs. This includes
2: uh, four running backs if you count Blossom game, and it's him, Derek, Darrington, Evans, and Jeremy McNichols. There's been a big push from fans for Makai Sargent after his very strong performance in Tampa on Saturday. I think he's a practice squad guy. I think they trust McNichols too much as a pass protector. He did that very reliably when Evans was out for most of last season. And I think McNichols does give you a little bit of a burst. And I think Mackay Sargent's a practice squad guy, who is probably better equipped than those other three to, if, if Derek were to go down for a game or two, get 15, 20 carries, and in that case, he would get pulled up to the active roster, but, but he is not in my four that they keep. They don't
1: seem to like Jeremy McNichols very much, which is surprising to me because I thought Anymore. He well. They used to. See, like, that's the like thing. Anymore. They did. Well, that's okay, but like look at what's happened over the course of, the last calendar year they've had changes on the staff and arthur smith is no longer with the tennessee titans organization now he didn't take a bunch of staffers with him but there has clearly been a change in thought about how they're handling the running back position and certainly mcnichols is somebody that has played good snaps has been productive in last year's offense and they i think they really do respect something about Sargent. i would if it was my judgment i would say mcnichols but something about something about makhi Sargent makes me think that he's going to end up on this roster because he has what Darrington Evans and uh, Jeremy McNichols don't right now, which is availability.
2: That's a good point. Because McNichols got hurt before the COVID list too. And like I said, what works in his favor is if if Derek goes down for a game or two, you're not giving Darrington Evans 10 carries up the middle or Jeremy McNichols. You can with Sargent, and I think he can do some things with that.
0: I uh I also have Sergeant uh, as my as my fourth, so I've got Henry, Darrington, Evans, Sergeant, and then Corey game there. So, uh, you know, there's not a ton of difference going on with with what we've done so far uh, until now because I don't know what the hell we're gonna do with this wide receiver position. Who's gonna get cut? Who's gonna keep? Uh, so wide receiver, it's the biggest. It's been the biggest talking point. Of any position group, like you guys have now been around covering this team for several years. I've been around for, I think this is eight or nine. And and I don't remember a position group like this being this heavily, heavily discussed for the entire camp, but this wide receiver position and Buck, I'll let you start. How did you even think, what was your thought process to get to where you got to?
1: So it was tough because you almost never see a team keep seven wide receivers, but if there was ever a team that was going to, it would have to be this one. Now I am inclined to believe that they would keep four tight ends over seven wide receivers. So I had to narrow mine down just for the purposes of making the math worth to six. Um, but uh, what's really what's really complicated this is Des Fitzpatrick because I was certain that Des Fitzpatrick was going to get cut a week ago. Yes, and then I thought he played well in practices in Tampa. I thought that he got the confidence boost that he needed. Honestly, I thought Todd Downing did him a solid because they schemed up a play where he's running wide open in busted coverage against base defense, and sometimes that matters that's a good coach by the way now we don't know certain we don't know specifically if that's something that's done and Todd Downing wouldn't tell us in an honest moment or a private moment whether he just intentionally lobbed up a lobbed up an assist to his wide receiver that was struggling but i think as i look at as i look at who i came up with you know the obvious are aj brown julio jones but really outside of that you know i, I would say marcus johnson is the Biggest lock outside of the top two. I think that Josh Reynolds has been pretty uncertain. I think he still ends up making it. Chester Rogers. And then for me, it's Nick Westbrook Aquina. I still think that Des Fitzpatrick finds himself on the outs. Excuse me. Kine. You don't get to tell me how to pronounce my Hoosier wide receiver's name. I'm sorry. I don't care what the pronunciation <laughs> You
0: say. didn't he watch says. any of NWI at Indiana. There's no, no way. <laughs> I had
1: no idea he played for Indiana w- until w- okay, Robbie Bourne, w- w- their head of PR, came up to me and said, Oh, we got a Hoosier. I said, Who?
2: <laughs> i went on top last week or this week and i was corrected and told by jack gentry that it is a keen a and well, they, they had, had him, had him on the, the show. show Gentry's word over me They well, had jack, him on the jack show. is
0: jack is buddies with nwi in some how how that happened i have no idea but <laughs> i don't know but anyway so you have six run through your six quickly again buck
1: let me run through my six quickly again aj brown julio jones josh reynolds Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, and NWI.
0: All right, Luke, I have seven. Same. And I, I think Chester Rogers is more of a lock than, than Reynolds or Johnson at this point because he is the best punt returner they have by far, and we're cutting the other two guys who have gotten work at punt return. <laughs> so uh, so I think Chester Rogers is absolutely a lock. But I have A.J., Julio, Reynolds, Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, NWI. Des Fitzpatrick. I just I think he's done enough over the last week and a half, two weeks to get the benefit of the doubt. As we all talked about earlier in camp, the best thing he had going for him was where he was drafted. But I do think that still matters a lot and how he's responded to being called out after that first preseason game. Not, not all of it has been pretty, but he's done a lot better in the last week and a half, two weeks. And I do think Saturday night is a big deal for him. And part of my... Predicting him making the roster is me expecting him to get a lot of run Saturday night against the Bears. Uh, And so we, I guess, Luke, I'll let you go through your seven now too.
2: Yeah, my seven's the same as yours. I think that could change if you guys remember in 2019, Taewon Taylor had that disastrous preseason game where he dropped like three easy passes. If Dez goes out there and does that, it's over. But if he plays well, given these more opportunities, I think he's in. And the thing about keeping seven receivers, I've said this over and over again. I said it on the morning show. I said it on No Nonsense. I said it on Tighten Up podcast. Yes, it is one thing to say, seven is a lot. But if you're not actually taking from another position, it's not a big deal. And the Titans are only keeping two quarterbacks, probably only keeping four outside or inside linebackers unless Buck's prediction comes true. And so I don't really think they're taking from anything. Honestly, I think it's de- me doing this roster, I think it is Dez Fitzpatrick or Nick DeZubnar. and I'm ta- and, and Buck probably you, you made that same choice because you have DeZubnar and and we both have Fitzpatrick, and I think that's the choice you're having to make. And and personally, I'd take Dez Fitzpatrick. Now, one last thing, Austin, you brought this up with the COVID list players. You may be able to sneak Dez Fitzpatrick in, and then cut him so that he misses the initial waiver. Wave, yeah,
0: waiver wave. It's a weird thing to say, but it's true. Like the waiver wave, the initial waiver wave is is strong, and then if you can kind of sl- if you can use this COVID, the guys on the COVID list to your advantage, which right now you have six because Anthony Rush just came off of it, uh, and you've got guys like Harold Landry, who's obviously making the team, and, and Tannehill, and you know the bigger names, Swain, who's making the team on the COVID list that you can stash some extra players on there. Uh, strategically if they're still on the COVID list when it comes Tuesday afternoon and that's something that we don't know how that's going to work Buck. I, I have no idea what to expect how the NFL operates that because I don't remember that being that big of a deal last training camp when they were making these cuts
1: I mean it just comes down to how you're kind of tracking the timeline of these things and, yeah. and that's it becomes complicated because those are individual cases so you have no way of knowing uh, until such time as they come up with two negative tests. Now, Chris Stress brings up this on Facebook. I just don't see why we're keeping N.W.I. over McMath. Well, I don't understand why that's
2: that hard for Chris Stress to comprehend. Well, Chris well, hasn't I mean, honestly. Until, we have. I, I don't know that I necessarily would keep N.W.I. over McMath, but in terms of why? predicting, they've shown their hand by hardly playing Nick Westbrook in the in the preseason.
0: So uh, here's what I think. I think they have seen Nick Westbrook go through one season of playing special teams, and they know what they got out of that. They also like him as a wide receiver. Racy McMath is a project. I think he's, he could be a beast on special teams, but he played, what, zero snaps at wide receiver the second preseason game? That's pretty telling to me. They view him strictly as a special teams player at this point, and so NWI can do more. And you have to keep guys who can do more because there's no way in hell Racing McMath is active on game day where NWI would be, could be, because they can use him both at wide out and on special teams.
1: NWI That's played awesome. offensive snaps for this football team last year and was competent when they threw him the ball on things like two-point conversions, the odd third down conversion. It didn't happen a bunch, but he's done it. And he's gotten better, to his credit, because I, I, to be honest, and I – should probably not laugh at players, but I was laughing at how bad he was in training camp a year ago. Many yes. of us were. Yeah. Um, and to his credit, he has overcome that. And Racy McMath, outside of one pterodactyl skying catch that he made, and then all of a sudden AJ Brown's telling us he reminds him of Julio Jones, there has been no such progress in that front. Doesn't mean it can't yeah. happen
2: eventually, but this is in the year. Racy's been quiet for a long time. He was like a training camp day two through three star. And then kind of disappeared. One other topic I think we need to address with the receivers is Mason Kinsey, because yeah. Josh says, Have the preseason games done nothing for Kinsey's stock? I saw one comment says that the media, us, were confused why the fans like Kinsey so much. I think it's a numbers thing. Our, our friend Joe Rexro keeps saying that Mason Kinsey's in the wrong camp, he's on the wrong team. Uh, I-, I think he could get a practice squad spot, which he did not get in 2020. Yeah. Um, but it's just a numbers thing. That's the problem here. I'm not taking him over the seven that you and I chose, Austin, or the six that that Buck chose.
0: Yeah, for sure. He's just behind. He's just not as good as Trester Rogers is right now. And, like, that's, that's his spot, right?
1: Also, he looks so slow in Tampa. I don't know what. I mean, Kinsey? it's not like he's. It's not like he's a super explosive player and Luke thought he ran like a four three or oh, something. Oh, I was like hoping you would bring that up. Because I was literally just thinking. That up in real time. <laughs> Luke Luke Worsham out here thinking that Mason Kinsey D three Barry College running a four-three on his 40. No, he's like a four-six,
2: but he just looks I read slow. that somewhere. I must have gotten confused. I mean, do Fake we know news. what
0: this forty time is?
2: Yeah, it's like huh? four six, it's like four six four or something. It's like four five seven. It's not quite that bad but it was not. I'm I'm hearing the
0: the low four fives. So he cracked four, six.
2: It was not good.
0: Hell, hell Jerry Rice ran a four, six guys. If anybody can do it and make a career out of it, Mason Kinsey is the next Jerry Rice. No, I just think for Mason Kinsey, the preseason games show that he can take the next step. Like, like Luke said last year, no practice squad this year, practice squad. Like that's just kind of how the progression is going to work. I like Mason Kinsey. He's doing a lot of the, the right things, Uh, He's just behind Chester Rogers. And one thing I like about this conversation is Cam Batson. That's the first time I've mentioned or anybody's mentioned Cam Batson's name. I just think the Cam Batson experience uh, is ending with the Titans uh, because I don't think there's any chance that he makes this roster really.
1: There's only so many times I could see him get hit and think he's going to just completely explode into parts in front of us. So I think for his for his own good, it's
2: it's for the best to move on at this point.
0: Right, I guys.
2: Said, I, well, I just sent you guys a tweet from Mason Kinsey where he is claiming to have run a four three six forty, and that's where I saw this.
0: Oh, at his own pro day. I don't know which pro day he went to because I know Barry College did not have its own pro he day. Didn't have a I pro day. I knew I didn't day. make he had, that
1: up. He has his uncle
2: clocking him in the backyard or something like that. Get the oh, hell no, out of here! He's four, not
0: Jameis Winston. Come on, let's be let's not be that ridiculous. But I, I'm I sure I
2: didn't make that number up. I knew I had seen it somewhere.
0: Chip <laughs> Smith and everything he's done leading up to this. I I don't know what pro day he went to. I'm sure he went to some regional pro day uh, in the Atlanta, Georgia area to get his test done. Ben says I ran a four one on his pro day. That's
1: what I'm saying. <laughs> I am a four I'm a four oh flat on my pro day. What are you talking yeah. about? Let me see. Yeah. Get the hell yeah. out of here.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. So we have three positions left on this roster to go through. They're all on defense, D-line, outside linebacker, and safety. But again, this Titans roster special is presented by Gabby Insurance. Put your policy to the test. Get a better insurance. It's free to check. There's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's G-A-B-I dot slash A-T-O-Z. Gabby Insurance. Get a better insurance. So, uh, Luke, I'll let you start with your D-line. How many D-linemen will the Titans get, uh, keep, and uh, who are they?
2: This is a really, really tough one. I have them – not not because, like, there's a bunch of uh, battles taking place, but because it's hard to find five of them that are worth keeping. Like, yeah. four worth keeping, sure. Simmons, Autry, Murchison, and Pop-Tart. But then I thought it was going to be Trayvon Coley. He got hurt. thought it was going to be Pecco. He got hurt. And so now, like – I'm sitting here. Is it going to be Anthony Rush? Is it going to be Naquan Jones? Is it going to be uh, that guy with the really long name that is escaping me? Is it, I can't remember his name. I don't know. I, I feel oh, like the new guy I, that they just signed. Yeah. 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 It's not going to be him. So I, I put in my roster Naquan Jones. But the reality is, is he's there as a placeholder to claim someone on waivers because they got to find someone else. Four is too little because I, I know you know nickel defense. It's mostly four man front, but they are three four defense. And one guy goes down, you're left with no reserves. I think you have to have five. I don't think that fifth guy's on the team right now. I think he go to waivers for that guy.
0: You are not going to Woodrow Hamilton the fourth, Mister President? I'm not.
2: I'm not going to uh, the Commander in Chief, Woodrow Hamilton the fourth.
1: Why not? They are Naquan I, Jones. Yeah, I think, I, 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 I think he's, he's a placeholder. I like. No, he's not even that. He's the last guy on the defensive
2: depth chart. I'm with you. He's only the guy who you know because his name sounds like Daquan Jones. I have said that over and over again. I would not know who Naquan Jones was if his name did not rhyme with Daquan Jones. Then what the hell is he doing on your roster? He is a placeholder in the same way that the franchise tag was a placeholder for Derrick Henry.
1: That is What what the hell is that comparison? What are you talking about?
0: Oh God! Derek We're getting Henry off the rails. Yo, what? So Buck, so Buck, I'm guessing you have the five that I have, which is the obvious four, with Murchison being the fourth, and then Woodrow Hamilton the fourth as the fifth, right?
1: I have, I have Anthony Rush. I have the big man. I think he's you don't, you the don't team.
0: have Woodrow.
1: I don't have Mr. President. No, I don't.
0: Man, I just think that Woodrow Hamilton the fourth. Here, here's, the
1: here's what I'll say about the defensive line. In all seriousness, yeah. because. They are that they, they all of these guys are different, right? Like Murchison is different from Tart is different from Autry is different from Simmons is, and Rush is like Rush is like a straight up pure big body nose tackle. Dude's three hundred and forty pounds. I think that they find ways. I think that they find ways based on the practice squad because I do think they like these guys based on matchups on a week by week basis. I think you see some shuffling whether it's a placeholder like Luke's talking about. Uh, I think you see some shuffling on maybe not a week to week basis, but maybe based on the team that they're playing that week. Guys come up from the practice squad, guys go down, and on yeah. and on it goes. The only thing that I do know for a certainty is it's sure as hell not going to be Naquan Jones. You ready? Bro? Yeah,
0: it's definitely not Naquan Jones. That me. guy was not even a thought uh, in this. But uh, Woodrow, I have Woodrow Hamilton in the fourth. Buck has Anthony Rush, which. <laughs> Uh, a certain media member, I will not name this person, made a joke, made a, basically made a uh, a fat joke about how he contacted COVID easier because he takes up more space for Anthony Rush. <laughs> I will not name said media media member, but I did laugh at that. <laughs>
2: I have some guesses. <laughs> no,
0: <I'm 100% laughs> Maybe at the end of the show, I'll let you guess on who said that. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. So let's go ahead and get to the next position here. Uh, Outside linebacker. I I mean, I'll leave this one off just because I I thought it was fairly easy, but outside linebackers, I have the Titans keeping five, Dupree, Landry, Weaver, John Simon, and then Ola. Ola is Nick DeZubner to me. But, like,
2: I do – That's the player I was going to bring up earlier. And I I
0: do think – he is better at defense than, or he has shown he is better at rushing the passer than what Nick DeZubner has done uh, on defense in the past. So that's, those are my five. And Luke, uh, based on your reaction, I'm guessing those are your five as well.
2: Yeah, that's my five. And and Adaini's had a really nice preseason. He's looked fast and explosive as a pass rusher. And, it, and it's time for the Derek Roberson experiment to be over. And I think that, with Ola Daney coming in, I think that that pushes Roberson out and he becomes the fifth OLB.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. And Roberson got the kiss of death from uh, from uh, Ryan Crow, who's the outside linebacker. Best coach. camp so it, far. Best camp he's ever had. Came in. This is his best <laughs> camp, best mindset, best, you know, whatever the hell. So he's for sure on the way out. He's a situational pass rusher. It, that's, that's who can't all get to the
2: quarterback. You know, well, that's the not thing. I Drew heard Brees, groups, and he'll
1: post all the time on his Instagram story about those two times that he took down Drew Brees in the regular season in yeah. a game, the only NFL game in my living memory that literally didn't mean anything in the regular yeah. season. Yeah.
2: And the, the thing about Derek Roberson, you know, with all of the fallen soldiers at Pass Rusher last year with Vic Beasley and Jadevian Clowney, he never one time did anything to like say, I'm taking advantage of this opportunity. And he didn't do anything. They So I don't know why he would now suddenly do something.
0: Yeah, I think we all – Buck, is that the five that you have as well for outside linebacker?
2: Yeah, no, I'm not a big mindset guy. Get Derek
1: Roberson out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, safety. Uh, I think there's four spots for safety. I think Bayard, Hooker, and Matthias Matthias Farley – or the top Mathias. three,
2: Matthias definitely not Matthias, which is what I repeatedly called him the last time I interviewed him. Unfortunately, so I
0: think uh, M Farley makes this roster, uh, and then I, I just I didn't know what to do because there's been so many guys get hurt at this position. I put Dane Krukshank in there just because I feel like I, I don't I don't know what else <laughs> what else to do in this situation because it, I think Bradley McDougald is the best other option and. He was the hardest. He was one of the hardest guys to cut for me. I just put Dane Cruikshank in there as default.
2: The only thing Dane Cruikshank's ever done for the Titans was catch a touchdown pass from Kevin Byard. Hey, hey that, 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 that touchdown pass mattered, buddy. I, don't, I, I want him a game. Him. Yeah, but he's the safety. Like, that's the thing. That was the first win. He's always hurt, and he didn't really add much. Uh, I, I put Bradley McDougal, who's been a solid player over his NFL career, he's been a starter before, uh, made it was either a pick or fumble recovery on Saturday. Um, and, and Mike Vrabel made a, what I thought was a very damning comment. I think it was on Sunday during his I Have COVID Zoom press conference. He's, he got asked about the new safeties making a name for themselves and, and how that works with the guys who are hurt. And he said, well, it's hard to evaluate the ones who aren't out there. And to yeah. me, that, w- that was a signal that not so much Farley, because I think he's pretty safe. I, I have him on mine too, Austin. But but I think it's going to be either um, McDougald or the other one whose name is misca- escaping me, the veteran who had a, a turnover on Saturday. Gathers. Clayton Gathers. Clayton Gathers, <laughs> Clayton yes. Gathers. Um, yes.
1: I think that because people are asking about Brady Breeze, who the Titans picked 11 spots ahead of Trey Smith. Let no one forget. Um the only thing that Brady Breeze has done thus far is get hurt in the first preseason game and uh, and get kicked out of a practice because he went I think it was at Des Fitzpatrick's head whether it was yes. I think he on. did pick either Woodside or Kaiser but He did have he did point have a stand,
0: It was he a, a pick, pick six, six right in
1: front of me right yep. in front of my radio show while we were you know when I'm not allowed to say anything that's happening in front of me until 11:15 <laughs> which drives me insane <laughs>
0: Oh, Josh says, is the A to Z crew clear of COVID as of now? As of now, yeah, because uh, Buck and Luke have both been tested this week, and so they both came back negative. I don't have to get tested uh, as a part of the Titans media at this point. But all right, so we have gone through every position, guys. So uh, just a quick question from me to you uh, here. Who is the hardest guy to cut, in your opinion, throughout this process?
2: Racy or Jazubnar, but probably
1: Racy. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick, because I think there's I, I'm, I'm hugely conflicted about it uh, because I think there's ego involved in John Robinson, not wanting to let go of a pick like that. Um, but I do think that there's just there's too many there's too many reasons to keep the other guys over him. He may be he may be able to make a roster at some point, but I just don't know that this is the year.
0: Yeah. Mine was Woodside just because I really wasn't sure what was going to happen at backup quarterback. But other than that, I had a race McMath and Bradley McDougal. I think McDougal, if I'm, if I'm wrong somewhere, then I think it's, it's right there. So now here's this question. What place do you think you could be the most incorrect with this roster? Cause I think for the most part, we were pretty much the same outside of maybe four or five spots. Yeah. In the three of us. So where do you think you could be the most incorrect? <sighs>
2: I'm going to give you three D line safety and inside linebacker. Those were the most difficult for me. Luke, also Luke receiver though, because I feel like they could do something <laughs> weird and random.
0: Yeah. I think receiver is there for me because I, I honestly like I I could see them keeping, you know, and like in a surprise move, Cam Batson's on the damn team. I don't know. Like yeah. I, that would, you and, know, like something it, like that would not shock me. At the receiver position, that there's would one
1: shock me if Cam Batson was on this football thing.
0: No, um, yeah, it, but I also wouldn't be surprised that they would do something like that because there's always a couple really weird keeps on the 53. Last year yeah. it was Nick Westbrook, right?
2: And Everybody Daniel like, Munyer. Daniel Munier made the team last year.
0: Yeah, there's always that one that you're like, what? And what were they watching? And
2: and, and Corey Levin getting cut a couple of years ago was yeah. a big
0: show. So that, that's, I think, receivers were out of the opportunity.
2: I, I do love Corey. And, uh, I, well, I've told this story before.
1: We, so I'm out night before cuts. He asked me, am I going to get cut? I said, yeah, buddy, you're fine. And then, you know, he got cut.
0: Oops. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think this is a fun exercise. Uh, Thanks to Gabby Insurance for putting this on for us. Again, Gabby Insurance, put your policy to the test, get a better insurance. It's free. There's no obligation. All you got to do is go to Gabby.com slash A to Z. That's G-A-B-I.com slash A-T-O-Z for a better insurance. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Buck, I'll actually see you in about 10 minutes. Less than that. (laughs) Quick turnaround, baby. All right, guys. uh, Hope you enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, against the Chicago Bears and we'll find out what happens early next week with the COVID list and these cuts. Everybody have a safe weekend. We'll see you guys later on. Thanks.
1: See ya.